Welcome to the Trades Podcast, a podcast about the business of home improvement and promoting the trades to young adults. Cool. Well, I mean, we're here at the BBB Podcast Studio. How's your Thursday going so far? It's getting better. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm not in my office anymore. <laughs> yeah, we got Duncan out of the office. I know. That's, that's got to be a, a rare sighting for, for you to be out of the office. I mean, you've been, uh, uh, you've been building and started, you know, you had your company for a very long time. Since I mean, 1993. 1993. Imagine that. Um, I'll date everybody here. Um, that's the year I was born. So. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I mean, imagine 1993, uh, 1993 I, had to, I had to argue with someone about what the, uh, how old I was, uh, but 30 years. 30. 30 what years. month were you born? March. Okay. I started in August of 1993. All right. Look at that. 30 years that you've been building this. So yeah. you're older than Dunk. Uh, uh, Duncan's company. Technically. Just barely. Yeah, technically. <laughs> I'd already been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's just 30 years itself. But, um, I mean, you know, being here on the Trades Podcast, we're super, super happy to have you here. One, to tell your story, let everybody know exactly um, if they haven't known about you, which is going to be, um, you know, at some point they're going to hear Duncan Newman, because I think everybody's goal is to have a house and build a house and have something in their house that's going to hold it all together. And what other than windows is going to hold a house together? Doors. Exactly. Doors. And we do both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, introduce yourself to the Trades Podcast world right here. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Duncan Newman. I'm the founder and CEO of Newman Windows and Doors. Uh, when we started 30 years ago, we were called Newman Replacement Windows. Uh, so if you saw us in the newspaper many years ago, that would have been the name. But uh, after about 25 years, we figured out that people didn't know that we did doors. So we changed the name from Newman Replacement Windows to Newman Windows and Doors. Uh, we're the largest uh, window and door dealership in Southern California. Um, we are general contractors and glazing contractors. So we kind of can do anything that we need to do to get the job done as long as it relates to windows and doors. Um, I've got a very, very good crew of um, executives, office staff, and installers. Uh, we do everything in-house. There's no subcontracting. Uniformed, drug-tested, um, logoed vehicles. Yeah. So we put the professionalism into the window and door industry. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a standard that you've set within the industry for sure. You know, and, and I think that's, I mean, it, everything is located here in San Diego, the office? No, we're in Orange County as well. Okay. We have an office in uh, the city of Orange, and we cover uh, all of San Diego, Orange County. Uh, we do go into Riverside, uh, and for the government, we go a lot further. So um, in the last year, we've been to China Lake, 29 Palms. We've got guys in Yuma, Arizona today, so... Oh, Our well. reach will find you. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you need a window, Duncan will travel. Heck we yeah. will travel. <laughs> or a door. Or a door. Or, a door. or multiple. We like to call them doors and windows, plural. Yeah. Yes, plural. We don't like the singular version. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's 30 years in the, uh, in the making. Um, but this was obviously a thought that you had before that. What, if you could, tell us a little bit about what was... Um, uh, what were you doing before, and what led you up to getting everything started through uh, Duncan Neiman? And, and I actually have a really, really kind of fun story about that. So when I was 21, um, I moved to L.A. to become a movie star, um, which didn't happen, obviously. 
Uh, I did do a, a National Heinz ketchup commercial. That was my claim to fame, my, my 30 seconds. But while I was there, I worked in construction, and I actually got my contractor's license when I was 21. So after I did my two-year stint in L.A. and I came back to San Diego, I started my own general contracting business, which you can imagine being 21 years of age was not the easiest thing in the world to convince people to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars to remodel their home. <laughs> But I had, I had a good resume. I had worked for two years with Michael Douglas and Dan Aykroyd. I'd, been, uh, I'd worked in New York, um, Beverly Hills, Montecito, Canada, and Mallorca, Spain. So I had a good resume. But ultimately, uh, it was slow going. And about two years into that, I was doing a remodel for a, a gentleman who um, was the owner of Allstate Cellular. His name is Stan Fasick. And he changed my life. So I was doing a remodel on his house, and after about two or three weeks of being there, he came to me one morning and he says, Duncan, he says, I've been watching you every day for the last couple of weeks, and you're going to kill yourself. He says, you can't work 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week, and keep this pace up. You need to be a little smarter about this. You need to figure out what's what. So when you come to my house tomorrow, I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to give you a business plan. Mm. And so this, this guy, Stan, was a retired engineer from New York. Um, worked, he was from the Bronx, uh, worked all of his life in New York and moved to California to retire. And it didn't agree with him. Uh, he was supposed to live in a condo and play golf for the rest of his life. And that wasn't, uh, that wasn't good for him. Yeah, so out. he went out and started again and actually made more money after retiring than he did during his career. Um, so anyway, the next day I came to work and, or to his house and he sat me down with a pad, just like we all use. And he put some dollar signs at the top and he said, you know, cash flow, it's the most important thing in the business. And he basically ran me through about a 10 minute um, thought process of what I should do. Mm -hmm. And I went away from that and went home uh, and sat down and wrote down every trade that I knew how to do because I was a general contractor. I was hands on. I, I had done, I had done um, concrete. I had done tile, framing, uh, stucco, drywall, roofing. I mean, I had a lot of stuff. I'd been kind of doing it since right. I was 16. Didn't know what to do. So had this list written out in my kitchen counter and just kept looking at the pros and cons and wasn't really coming up with much. Um, my old boss from the interior design firm that I worked for in L.A., who had Michael Douglas as a customer, called me the next day and said, um, I need you to go to Mallorca, Spain. Are you free to go? And I said, oh, I'm really, really busy making loads of money. Um, but, you know, if you're willing to pay me right, I'll go. Right. He said, absolutely, I'll pay you whatever it takes. We got to go. Okay, when, when do we need to go? He said, the plane's leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> so, pressure. <laughs> so I went and I was gone for a month. Yeah. Sorry, I got to back up. So in between all of this, I had received a phone call from a guy named Jeff Everett, who was the manager of Sierra, uh, no, um, what was it called? Um, Pre-hung door factory in Carlsbad. And he called me and said, hey, there's a company coming out um, in about two weeks, and they're going to do a seminar on a thing called replacement windows. Mm. It's a new idea in our industry, and we want to invite you to come. And I said, okay. So obviously I didn't go because I was in Mallorca, Spain. When I came back from my trip to Mallorca, um, I got a call from this guy from Milgard who said, hey, um, you were supposed to be at this seminar and you didn't show up. I said, geez, I, I didn't realize it was mandatory. Yeah. 
He said, it's not, but Jeff thought that you might like the idea. Can I come to your house on Friday afternoon and show you the idea? So John McCann from Milgard came to my house on Friday at four o'clock and showed me this replacement window idea, the whole concept of custom sized windows and doors to fit inside the existing frames, which would eliminate the need to rip out stucco and drywall and start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I went to my list and I crossed them all out and put windows and doors. Okay. And that's that was the brainchild of Newman replacement windows. Yeah. I mean that's what it helped narrow it down to. I mean going going beyond all the all the experience that you already had, you know, and then just that one idea, one new technology that came out within that industry, that's what really sparked it. That, that Absolutely. It. Yeah. It was a game changer. Yeah. I mean, and that, so if you, for anybody that might not know a little bit more about that or want to know more about that, what was the process like before? I know, like you said, you're breaking up stucco. How long, what was the difference in time that would take to, uh, to do that if you wanted to replace a window? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me go back to what it was like to buy windows and doors Mm -hmm. prior to this when I was a general contractor. Excuse me. I used to go to a lumber store called Bauer Lumber in Carlsbad. And I would buy my lumber, I would buy my windows, doors, casing, whatever you needed. And when I went to buy a window there, I would go in and the guy behind the counter would say, what size do you want? And I'd say, I want a 4040. And he'd go, okay, it'll be here in two weeks. There were no choices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was going to be an aluminum, clear, anodized, single pane window that opened right to left. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So the whole concept of this dual paned replacement window custom sizes changed everything. So choices went up. Now when you order a window, we say what size, and you can have any increment you want, not just by the, 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 you know, four foot, five foot, six foot. You can do everything in an eighth of an inch increment. Um, Do you want low E glass? Do you want tempered glass? Do you want frosted glass? Do you want it to open left to right, up and down, inside, outside? It's very, very easy. Going back to the, the, the new type of windows that were coming out, Duncan, was that a change in manufacturing technology? Yes. It came from Europe, where I'm from originally. I was born and raised in England. Um, and uh, Milgard, in particular, in 1992, went to Germany and saw this technology, and they bought their robotic equipment, which, which basically allowed you to build a window on an X and Y axis in eighth-inch increments without having to set up a jig that you would just build for a standard size. And that was a game changer. So now we go to a house and measure the existing frame and build a window if it needs to be 46 and an eighth by 34 and two thirds. (laughs) That doesn't really work. But any increment you want versus just having a four foot by four foot or a four foot by three foot. Yeah, standard sizes. Yeah. Interesting to hear about, because me and Danny were just producing a show on AI and robotics and what you just brought in is something f- from a robotics game changer in the nineties. Absolutely. 1992. But, but uh, you know, that had been going on for a long time before that in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer Danny's question, as far as time, mm-hmm. um, we can replace a window in one hour the way we do it now, start to finish mm-hmm. or less. Uh, the old way would have been, days or weeks of, you know, hours here and hours there over a long period of time, because you really shouldn't patch stucco in one encounter, mm-hmm. you know, it just cracks. Yeah. So 
ripping it out, making a huge mess, tearing out the drywall, the stucco, the tar paper, which then leads to the possibility of breaking the the building envelope and creating a leak down the road, and then patches that hardly ever match and crack. So it wasn't a good idea. Right. The the color match with the stucco or having to paint everything over again. Or fog, you know, fog everything, fog coat. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's a huge thing also just to kind of point out for anybody that is interested, you know, in possibly moving into um, the construction industry and specifically in doors, windows in that space, whether they're um, already working with them. But they know that, you know, it's good to know what it was before and now where it's less labor intensive. It's, it's luxurious. It's like, <laughs> compared to what you had to do. Absolutely. <laughs> how, how many people out in the field would call that luxurious so that? Or uh, none none right? that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the older ones, the ones that are my age that yeah. did it the, the old that's way. That's in the transition? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree with you. Yeah, the younger guys, it's just an assumed uh, easy way of doing things. Yeah, the other guys are saying, you remember when? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, what is that? Uh, what's your? Like you said, you have some veteran uh, employees. I'm sure. What, um, how many employees do you have? Uh, about sixty. Sixty employees out yep. there, and uh, I mean, what, what's is there an age gap right now? It's something that we've talked about on the podcast. Is there an age gap that you guys have between you know your veterans to the maybe the ones that are just starting out? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, we do things differently than some companies. We we train people to install windows from scratch, no experience necessary. We're more interested in a cultural fit to get the right mentality of people to go into customers' homes. But yeah, we've got guys that are in their 50s and 60s, and then we've got guys in their late teens to early 20s. Wow. It's kind of a, kind of a gap so in there. Late teens, so that's almost just right out of high school? We, we have some, yeah. Um, you know, both of my boys um, installed windows on their summer breaks during high school, and some of their friends have done it. And we've had other people that just, they know they're not going to go to college, and they want to get into a trade. So we certainly are happy to work with people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a lot of people that have bounced around a few jobs and don't like what they're doing, and they end up with us. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see more and more people around the 30 mark, 30 age mark. They're stuck in a, a career and they're seeing, uh, okay, this is not fulfilling to me. I don't see the opportunity for advancement. You know, I think uh, the trades is a good option for me. Absolutely. And uh, making that transition. So, yeah. The nice thing about, you know, being 30 is that a lot of, a lot of 30 year olds uh, have some responsibility. Yes. Um, that a lot of 22 year olds don't have. Um, and that can make for a more credible person with some cultural aspect that we like as well. Yes. It's the customer service and the, you know, the responsibility of showing up to work on time is already part of ingrained ingrained. Yeah. Part, part, part of their uh, routine. Absolutely. And we also um, are very open to vets getting out of the military. Okay. That's a, that's a a focus. We're part of skill bridge, um, which is a, a thing that the government used to try and help vets when they come out to find a trade or a job. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a HBI up in uh, San Marcos that has a electrical and a carpentry class for transitioning vets. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably goes on both sides, not only just through uh, the vets and the program. What was the program's name again? Skillbridge. Skillbridge um, or through HBI. But you're, you mentioned it earlier, an ideal candidate, you're looking to have someone fit in culturally first. Culturally. 
is the most important thing. Yeah, we can teach people how to install windows mm-hmm. and doors, but they have to have the right cultural fit. Um, you know, we're dealing with homeowners in their home. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we do some new construction windows and doors on, on a, a job site scenario, but we are dealing with people in their castle. Yes. It takes the right mentality of people who are going to be respectful, clean, ethical, um, you know, so we're looking for good people. Yeah. And uh, soft skills, that's something that, you know, um, can either, can also can absolutely be trained, but it needs to be exercised too. Um, you have veteran, veteran employees, like you said, up in their 50s and possibly even 60s. Um, what's that process like during like the training program? Are they, uh, are they just, are they mentoring with, the, with them for a period of time? What's that, what's your guys' training program through uh, Duncan Newman Windows? It's Newman Windows and Doors, but indoors. close enough. Yeah. You know, I was telling Jeff earlier, we um, went through a very extensive um, application process over the last couple of years to try and get a grant from the government um, through the employee training program that, the, that California has at least. And I was actually lucky enough back in September to actually go to Sacramento, stand in front of the board, and be awarded uh, a grant for training. So we've actually stepped up our training um, 30 years in uh, to try and do a better job when we onboard people to give them the skills that they don't have. But the list of skills is extremely extensive. So, you know, we don't have enough time here today to go through all of them, but they range from learning how to install windows and doors to the manufacturer detail that is extremely important. Um, AMA, which is the American Architectural Manufacturers Association. They're the governing body that decide whether a window or door is being installed correctly, the building envelope and all that. Um, but, but there's more than that. There, there is uh, digital stuff. You know, we're about to embark on an ERP for our company that we've never had. So we're having to train everybody in every facet of the company how to use the, the touch points, you know, with a... Um, a tablet or, or an iPad to be able to do things differently than we've done historically because we've used pencils and pens right. and pieces of paper. But apparently they're running out of trees, so <laughs> we've we, we got to start looking at other forms. Right. No, really, it's not about the trees. It's about efficiencies. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we train, um, you know, we don't train culture because I've, decided, I've figured out after, after 30 years, you can't train culture. You can train for skills. If the culture is not there, it's, it's, it's like banging your head against the wall. Um, but, but there are a lot of skills that people don't have, leadership skills. Um, as I say, that I could go through a list, but it'll take forever and a day. But, right. but, but we offer a, a very wide array of skills training. Yeah. And everybody in the company that is in the field go through that? Everybody in the company in the office go through that? Or you broke it down for different segments? Duncan? Everybody in every department goes through something. It's different for each department. Okay. Yeah. Some of, some of it is standard stuff for everybody, and then it sort of gets into its own specialty. Any of the uh, safety issues? Oh, gosh, yes. We, we have safety training with the installers every week. Okay. That's, a, that's a constant. Every Tuesday, there's a tailgate. It's not even a tailgate. It's in the warehouse, um, and we, we talk about that. Uh, you know, going, going back to the, the cultural piece. Yeah. We put together two years ago what we call the Newman Essentials. 
and we have a list of 16 items that are, there's a headline and then there's a, um, a paragraph that talks about the 16 essential behaviors that you need to live and breathe to be a good employee at, at our company. Oh, nice. And we stole that from um, a very successful um, hotel company that I won't mention. Okay. We borrowed it. We didn't steal it. You, of course. You, you, you emulated it a successful uh, uh, process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I learned through Vistage. Okay. Very good. Yep. For those that don't know Vistage, what is that? Um, it is Vistage International is a group for CEOs mm-hmm. uh, to get together and talk about stuff that CEOs don't really get a chance to talk to anybody else about because nobody else either A, cares or, or understands. Right. And so you get a group of 10, 12, 14 CEOs together in a room for a full day once a month, and we all get to bounce ideas and problems and issues off of each other and help each other. Absolutely. And we also have speakers. Yeah. Um, yep. I've done that many times here at the BBB. You, you, you kind of act as a, uh, a board member for each person's company yeah. to a degree. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. And we have a chair that, that runs the whole thing who yeah. has great experience. Yeah, keeps you on track, keeps you... Absolutely. Yeah. I've learned a lot from that. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of great things about Vistage. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you had mentioned some of the jobs that you guys are working on, um, whether it's government, through, like you said, you're going into someone's uh, castle, their their domain, their... You know, the place where they the, they walk in every day and they see and experience these items. Uh, what's what's an out of ordinary job that you would say that you guys have been able to tackle on that's, uh, that you may be looking to jump into more of? So um, we did the uh, remodel for the Hennessy's in Laguna Beach, right on the, the, the main drag there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we put in three La Cantina lift and slide doors to the front of that space. That's not what we do every day of the week. We do some of that. Uh, we do a lot more of it in residential situations, mm-hmm. but these um, kind of open up your patio yeah. and let the outdoors in. We're doing a lot more of that now than we used to. Nice. Yeah. Different color designs, you know, the black, black vinyl, either black inside, uh, outside and white inside or black on black mm-hmm. um, is the new trend. Um, don't know how long it'll last, but, uh, you know, quite a few people are doing that. White vinyl windows are still historically our number one seller. Um, but you know, it, it, it changes as, as the years go by. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what's the feedback that you're getting possibly from your employees right now? Is there, uh, um, are, are they there? What's their feedback in the sense of, um, them being out there at different, pro- different jobs, not seeing the same thing, uh, every day. Um, we never see the same thing twice. Yeah. It's, it's like a brand new thing. Um, the only constant is the windows and doors, but the situations that we go into are different every day of the week. So if you're the type of person that doesn't want to sit behind a desk and do the same job every day, right. um, this would be a, a good, good place, good fit for you. As long as you want to work hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the views change, the customers change. Oh the, yeah. The, the challenge of first story, second story, yeah. and logistics. Blinds, change. no blinds, curtains, silk, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> flooring, uh, alarm systems, shutters. It, it's it's endless. Yeah. All right. And like you mentioned, the safety aspect is a key thing too. You know, yes. I mean, uh, for anybody to go into a new job that they might not be too familiar with, and if they're working with their hands, tools heavy machinery glass the glass exactly um i mean 
the the safety aspect has to be a key thing. It really is. And yeah, Every, everything from lifting, cutting, ladder safety, driving safety. Uh, we cover all of it. Um, you know, we have to break down the stuff that we take out of your house. So we're taking out a lot of windows and doors that have glass in them that will be. Some of it's dual pane, some of it's single pane, some of it didn't meet a code for the last 25 years. Um, so we have chain mail uh, gloves that people sometimes have to wear. We recycle um, our aluminum, so we break down the stuff that we take out. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to hurt yourself, and we do everything we can to <laughs> ensure that people don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> opportunities, love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not quite as bad as roofing, but... Uh, you know, it's close. Interesting. Yeah. So, Duncan, you uh, you brought in a book, and you said that, that, that yeah. uh, one of the gals in the office was uh, behind this or something. No, no, no. Um, it's not that the girl in the office was behind it. It was I gave one of these books to my uh, HR okay. lady, Catherine, and she sent me. I was going to actually, I just wanted to look this up real quick. Uh-huh. She sent me the pictures of her with her. I think four or five year old granddaughter um, reading the book with and her. a fresh baby reading the book, which is called girls who build. I don't know if the camera can take a quick look at that. Yeah. But this is a great um, book. I found it on the internet. Um, and then I got onto Amazon and I bought six of these. It's written by Marissa L. Richards uh, and it's called girls who build. And it basically is, it's a little bit along the lines of Bob the builder. Yeah. But it, uh, it talks about all of the different things, not just installing windows and doors, but, you know, building bridges, yeah. becoming an architect. Uh, it's got all kinds of stuff. And it's hey, just a, a way to get them to see it, right? right? You, could be a, you could be a carpenter or a teamster or a roofer or a sheet metal worker or um, a heavy equipment operator or a welder. And it, I mean, there's a lot more in there. But it's fascinating. That the, the story that Catherine told me was that she read this to her granddaughter, and when they were done, the granddaughter went around the back of the sofa and started building with her building blocks and making stuff yeah, out of it. That's so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's all it takes sometimes, just a little spark in the mind. You know, Absolutely. You know, um, it's, it's well, well, that's one thing here on the Trades Podcast, when we're obviously trying to promote the construction trades to young adults. But what we're learning in this journey of ours is that we need to – um, get the message out to kids younger and younger so that as they go through the schooling process, you know, it's not so much ingrained, but it, they've been exposed to um, different things in life, you know, yeah. and it, it's not just a, a tablet that, or the TV that, right. you know, takes up their time. There's other things that you can do with your hands and be fulfilled at, at any age. You know, what I told my boys, my boys are now, uh, my, my older son turned 25 a couple of weeks ago, and my younger son will turn 23 in about two weeks. Okay. When they installed windows in their summer holidays, I said, don't just look at it like you're installing windows. Think about all of the skills that you're learning using a, a Makita drill, power tool, uh, a, a, a table saw, a skill saw, a level, a tape measure. And think about how many places you can use that in your life. Danny said earlier, you know, People's goal is to grow up, buy a home, have security, start a family and all that. Well, unless you're really, really wealthy, there's a lot of things that go wrong with a house that need repair. And if you have some of these soft skills, you know, whether you do it as a full-time job or you just learn it um, for your own benefit, Mm -hmm. 
you know, installing a new toilet in your bathroom is a very easy thing to do if you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to do it, it's costing you hundreds of bucks to have someone else do it. And there are hundreds of items like that. You know, building a fence in your backyard or replacing a fence, changing out a door, um, putting a new alarm uh, or a doorbell on the front of your house. I mean, the list goes on. Oh, yeah, it's quite extensive. But, yeah, just the self-satisfaction of maybe putting up that patio for an entertainment area Mm -hmm. that you can have your friends and family over could be so fulfilling. Absolutely. No matter what what you're doing for a career. Absolutely. Putting some paneling in your your living room or dining room or some crown molding or doing something with kitchen cabinets. Yeah. Yeah, or bathroom cabinets or any cabinets you need even putting them in your garage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your sons work at the company now? They both have. Um, they've both graduated from college, and they're both doing their own startups. Okay. So, oh, very good. Yeah, I wish them the best of luck. That's amazing. And startups in the construction area? or No, my older son is doing, um, um, I can't think what they're called right now. Okay. Um, organic greens. Organic, I've forgotten the name of it, but sure. basically growing seed sprouts. And then at a very young age, cutting them and, and selling them in grocery stores or a farmer's market. Microgreens. Microgreens. There yes, you go. Microgreens. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> um, and then my younger son, Nathan, is doing something that I can't really talk about because he would have me shot. Um, <laughs> but he's working on his own app for something very clever. Yeah. Very good. And I mean, and, and that's one thing that we've also been able to talk about, whether it's like family business or being exposed to family members that have uh, been able to start their own business and being able to s- see that vision beyond themselves and whether they take on the skill that they had installing uh, or the discipline installing doors and windows with you in their summers, you know, during high school and with their friends, you know, that's a skill and that's like a, a work ethic that sometimes I know myself, I wouldn't forget. You can't forget that. It's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. You, know. you just can't. You, know. you learn how to use a level. That's a life skill. Mm-hmm. You learn how to use a tape measure. And that might sound silly, but there's using a tape measure and there's using a tape measure. <laughs> you know, I see people in all kinds of different situations in life and they say, oh, here, use my tape measure to measure a window. And I look at them and I say, that's not a tape measure. <laughs> you know, unless it's one inch wide and I can hold it out eight feet without it breaking, I'm not using it. You have different standards than other people. I do. But you know, when you're trying to measure doors and windows that are 12, 16 feet wide and yeah. 10, 12 feet high by yourself, mm-hmm. you can't rely on someone else to hold the other end. So there's a lot of skill that comes into reading a tape measure uh, well. Absolutely. But, but that's one thing that I think we all would agree on, that somewhere in your high school process that you should understand the basic tools. What a difference between a flathead and a Phillips screwdriver, you know, you know, how to read a, uh, a basic tape measure, you know, know what a level is, you yeah. know? I mean, there's so many people that just can't even hang a, a picture on their house level. You know, think about, think about the interior of your house, knowing the difference between a framing hammer and a finish hammer. You go to home Depot to buy a hammer as a homeowner how many hammers are there, Jeff? There's a hundreds. Lot. Yeah. There's hundreds, right? Yeah. Some of them have an axe on one side and a hammer on the other. But if you go out and buy yourself a framing hammer to do finished carpentry in your house, the product's not going to look very good. Even if you're off to college and you're going to hang some pe- uh, pictures in the dorm, you know, in your dorm that you're renting, you know? Yeah. So some basic skills right there that some people don't even have. Absolutely. To be able to get it centered, right? You want to get it 
centered in a room between two windows or between a window and a door or anything you can think of, even just knowing what the height should be. What is the height, uh, standard height of a window? You know, 80 inches off the ground to know that and know that if you want to line your pictures up with the top of your window, you know, these are all skills that, uh, you know, you learn. Maybe you don't realize how you're going to use them later, but they are very useful. Yeah. 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 So... One thing I wanted to mention, Jeff, I was going to ask you, do you remember, you and I are similar in age. Do you remember taking the battery test in high school? I do not. You don't? Okay. I, I took one. They basically put you into a, a portable, like a, like a blood donation type of unit. And you go in and you take all these tests. And it basically reads out to you what you are naturally good at. I think it's, I, I, I don't know that they do those anymore, but I wish they would bring them back. because. Letting a child know at 15, 16, 17 years of age what you are naturally good at really should be listened to a little bit more. Because what I've discovered in my 30 years in business is there's a lot of people doing jobs that they're not good at and that they don't enjoy. Correct. And we've all heard the adage, you know, do what you like, like what you do. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what you do, an eight-hour day can feel much longer than eight hours. So... If you can do something that you're naturally skilled at and that you enjoy, you'll have a much better career. Yeah, it's not so much work anymore. It's something that's part of your life. Yeah. We actually started using a company called Culture Index this year, and it is a personality test Mm -hmm. um, survey that we have any potential candidate take, and then we know whether they will be the right type of person to is put into a certain role. Is that kind of a, a disc-based uh, Yeah, they would say no because it's not disc, but you're, yeah, yes, yeah. it's the same sort of thing. But they are very, all of these different tests are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look for different things. Yeah, you, you, there's maybe that one can be customized for your company though too. It's not, it's not that it's necessarily customized for my company, but what it allows me to do is customize my job postings to tailor them to the right kind of people, people that will see something in a job posting, that if they're the right person for that job, they'll look at that and it'll be like eating chocolate. And for the wrong person, they'll look at that and think about eating something that none of us would want to eat. I'm going to look for other opportunities. Exactly. And then when we, when we interview, we've got a group of people that have the right natural skill set, And then we can look for, are they the right cultural fit? Are they the right fit for the company? And then, and then overall we get a better, fit yes yeah uh, and they're happier yeah and th- i think the testing you're doing also helps align them to be for the cultural fit too for you i've, I've seen a, several of those over yeah. uh, you know my career yeah absolutely yeah but i don't remember doing that in high school well maybe you're a lot younger than me <laughs> maybe? i don't know we could find out <laughs> yeah, i hear the cameras they they remove 10 years of, yeah, of age right? they do but they add 10 pounds <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> i mean it's it's uh i mean one i mean like you said through culture through your employees through i mean really i think uh, i mean just learning more about you and where you started your foundation really i mean you started working with your hands like you said at like 16 well, no, earlier than that. Earlier. I, I was born and raised in England. My dad remodeled every house we ever, we ever owned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was an accountant. All right. But he added on, um, probably because he had to, because he didn't make enough money to pay someone else to do it. So, you know, we always had, uh, with an expanding family, the need for another bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and my dad added on to every house. Now, the, the difference in England was I was doing stone you know, blocks and plaster, not framing and drywall. Right. But the second I moved to this country at age 16, I started doing construction here. So I got a little bit of both. Got it. So you were exposed to on both sides, you know, to see the different side of things. But even stemming from your dad, you know, being able to see that and be exposed to that. I mean, wh- what type of impact was that on you to, one, build a skill, build a relationship with your dad? Like you said, working with someone alongside with you that, you know, your employees got to do on a daily basis. So you got to see what that was out like in the field. Yeah. Um, was there a different culture from uh, overseas to U.S.? In that, not at in all. That workspace? Well, um, the camaraderie, I would, I would say. Not the camaraderie. I think that, unfortunately, and I haven't lived in England for a long time, but I think it's worldwide mm-hmm. where we now have a lot less people that are in the trades mm-hmm. that, that, that did apprenticeships and were brought into them in a way where you know, the older, more experienced person kind of maybe abused you a little bit and, and treated you not so well, but you learned how to do it pretty darn quickly. It was, it was live or die. Yeah. You know, we can't do that these days. It, you know, that's an HR, you know, story to be told. Um, but when you get the right people that are, that, that are intrinsically um, going to be able to learn that skill quickly and enjoy it, and then they have the right cultural training from their parents, mm-hmm. it's no different here than it is anywhere else. Right. And I think that's a key thing, like you said, you know, how it was before and, you know, possibly when you guys were getting into the trades and learning about it and, you know, you got the veterans in there, like you said, maybe bashing each, bashing you down just a little bit. Oh, you hit your, your thumb today, you know, tomorrow's going to be. Circle it <laughs> and take care of it when you get home. <laughs> That's what we were told. <laughs> and and it's, it's those, it's that thing where, like you mentioned, where it's like today it's, it's a lot more professional. Would you agree? It's a lot more professional in the sense where it's, you know, knowing that when someone starts out, it's not going to be what it used to be. Yeah. I, it's interesting that you, you use the word professional and I, I was going to, I was going to say no, but I think that that definitely is a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's more, personal, personal, um, personable. Um, there is, at least in my company, I can tell you, there's no abuse of the new guys that come in. We won't stand for that. Um, uh, we have an HR department that absolutely would not tolerate that. And so, yeah, it's not, if you've heard stories in the past of people coming in and, you know, being treated like garbage and, you know, being given all the crappy jobs to do, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's improved a lot. Yeah, and I think that's industry-wide, too, is what we've been able to hear. It's like, you know, it's it's not your uncle uh, coming in with a, with a all-white T-shirt and some jeans and some boots, you know, coming in to, to fix your home anymore. Like you nope. said, it's, 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 it's held to a higher standard, one, through the consumer and through business owners just like you. Yep. you know? Yeah, we're all uniformed, mm-hmm. uh, uniformed trucks, yeah. uh, uniformed tooling. Yeah, and yep. not only that, but just obviously the support that comes with it, too. You know, you got... Um, you know, if you're one employee out of 60, you got 59 other employees right behind you ready to help you out too. Absolutely. We are a team. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it, you know, from, from, if you think about from the front of our, uh, business, we have salespeople. Mm-hmm. We like to call them trusted advisors. You know, they go into your home. Um, you don't know them from Adam, Adam, but they've got to be able to teach you about what's available so that you can make it a good decision. If you deal with someone who just comes in and tells you what they want to sell you, that's not really fair. So we, we try to, we do our own um, blogs. Uh, 
um, our own videos that are on YouTube and places like that that are educational. When I started this in 1993, the only educational piece I had was a three-minute VHS cassette tape that I used to put into people's VCRs while I measured their windows <laughs> so they could see what a before and after picture looked like. It was pretty barbaric. Yeah. Did you have a three-ring binder with pictures in it too? I did. I still do. I just don't go out in the field anymore. <laughs> and a, a, a manual price book. All right. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's uh, um, it's a key thing where like you have a whole team behind it too, and I just kind of brought me back to you ha- bringing in this book, the girls who build. Do you have uh, uh, female um, uh, installers right now that are working? Out I don't have team? any right now, but we have had plenty over the years. Yeah. 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 We've had uh, Tiana was our last one. Um, she moved uh, to a different area and wasn't it wasn't working out for her for the for the distance of driving sure. um, but yeah we've had a lot of uh, a lot of girls that have gotten into it that's amazing yeah. I'm and sure we have an incredible amount of girls in our company period yeah yeah and that that's something that we're you know we've we've always wanted to express too where it's like this could this absolutely be a job that obviously a, a female can a woman can can do Absolutely it is. But also, let's just remember one thing. Mm-hmm. The, the name of our company is Newman Windows and Doors, mm-hmm. but we're not, a, we're not a company of 60 window installers. Right. We have a support staff that makes all that happen. So we've got appointment setters, we've got uh, accounting, we've got HR, we've got admin, we've got sales coordinators, mm-hmm. um, you name customer service. So yeah. there's a lot of positions that are within the, the trade of our company Absolutely. that are need to be filled by lots of different people. Yeah, and one main thing, too, is what we've been able to find out even uh, before, uh, during, and after COVID is, you know, these jobs are essential, you know. Absolutely. These jobs are essential. We were closed down for one day during COVID, and it was the first day that they said, no one go to work. Mm -hmm. And that was on a Friday, and by Monday we were back open. Uh, The irony was that, on the next day after that, I had, you know, 15 trucks of guys driving down Palomar Airport Road, and we got a call from the Carlsbad Police Department, and they said, we just want you to know, somebody driving down Palomar Airport Road called and told us that you're working and you're not supposed to be, and we're here to confirm that you have been confirmed as an essential company, and please proceed. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's one thing, too, you know, where it's not just, like you said, not all 60 uh, window uh, and door installers. It's a full team behind it. There had to be dispatch. There had to be accounting. There had to be payroll, you know, happening yeah. throughout that whole time. So Absolutely. There's so many, so many opportunities within, you know, spaces of construction companies yeah. and industries that need to be filled. So. Yeah. And also room for growth within the company. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you come in at one position doesn't mean that you want to stay there or that we want you to stay there. We want you to do what makes you feel good and, and use your skills. And in my 30 years of doing this, I think that um, the more you know, the more valuable you are. So if you want to make more and more money, learning skills and building on those is a great way to go. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're just a one or two person company, there's not a lot of room for growth. You know, at your level, there's room for growth uh, up and probably sideways too. Yeah. Well, and also different areas. You know, we expanded from San Diego to Orange County. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to grow in Orange County. We'll continue to grow into Riverside. Uh, my goal over the next five years is to get us into South LA, into the Coachella Valley, 
so okay. I can have an excuse to go to Palm Springs. <laughs> um, and maybe to even open up a, a location in Phoenix. I, I hear that there's a lot of uh, windows out there, and it seems like it's an underserved area. Amazing. Yeah, I would, you just answered my, that was going to be my next question. What's the... What's the what's in store for uh, uh, Newman Windows and Doors? Um, but that's I amazing. didn't tell you that I could read minds, did I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over the thirty year uh, over the thirty years of an industry, and y- I think uh, again, not not bashing you guys' age, but you know your wisdom and everything. Of course, you know, there's there's things that you're gonna know. Yeah, we're gonna have I words will. when this is over there, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's where's your where's your gray hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in. It's it coming is. in. I promise it is. Yeah. Well, stress yeah. can do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so ge- geographic expansion will ov- obviously create a lot of opportunity for people that uh, improve themselves in your company. Absolutely. But not just geographic. We want to grow each location bigger than we are, which adds more room for roles that maybe we don't even have yet. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of different areas that we can offer expansion. Yeah, well, and hopefully with this new uh, ETP uh grant that you've got that'll open up more opportunities for uh, uh, the growth and uh, advancement for the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, that's a wonderful thing that the government are doing to help companies like mine. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, we don't say that too often, do we? No. <laughs> no. So I guess not, you got to give them a shout out when it's appropriate. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was very happy with this one. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys uh, both need windows and doors at your house? <laughs> Not quite yet. I'm still on the verge of hopefully, uh, um, you know, getting a house. I'm got to get married, uh, going to be getting married. And um, you have uh, a date set? I do. Ah, yeah. When is that? Yeah, it's going to be June 2024. Look at that. Another June wedding. Yes. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. And, um, you know, it's it's one thing that. You need I, a DJ, Danny? I know a couple. Yeah, you know, I have a couple of DJs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's who we are. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great thing, you know, one, you know, to know that there's, you know, if everything all fails, you know, in my life with DJing or company wise and all that, I know exactly what company I'm going in into, you know, we'd be happy to have you. Yeah. Windows and doors. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's one to hear about your story, uh, to hear about your employees is one thing. Um, to hear about the culture, your foundation of where you started, hear about your dad, um, your transfer coming over to uh, to to the U.S. and jumping right into the trades, and um, it's it's one thing that should it's inspiring. It's um, I think more people need to hear it. So hopefully this helps get your story out there a lot more. Let me just add this because this is this this gets lost on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear people talk about the American dream, mm-hmm. and is it still alive? You, you take a look at me. I'm, I'm a Caucasian male, and I speak English, and I come from England. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize is I'm an immigrant who came here with nothing, and I now have a company with 60 employees. It is possible for anybody that wants to work hard to do extremely well in this country. Absolutely. It is alive and thriving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, they talk about house prices. Um, going up and making it unattainable for a lot of people. Well, it's unattainable for a lot of people, but there's also the opportunity to change your circumstances so that you can. Absolutely. You you cannot expect to be able to work at McDonald's and and buy a house. If we have a couple minutes. But McDonald's is a great place to start your career. You learn customer service, routines. You can learn a lot of things. 
at an early age working at McDonald's. Yeah. So. Um, can I tell you two quick stories? Absolutely. Um, sold windows to a guy, and I won't use any names here just in case anybody wants to be private, but sold, sold windows to a gentleman at his beach house. And while I was there selling him the windows, he told me how he grew up. He started at Burger King. He worked there for, my story might be off a little bit, it's been a while, but I think he worked for Burger King for 13 years. He started out entry level, became a general manager, became a regional manager, had shares, left Burger King with his shares, bought his first Burger King, and when I met him, I think he had 10 Burger Kings. Wow. That's opportunity for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So it's what you yeah. make of the opportunity. Anybody can, almost anybody can get a job at a uh, fast food restaurant and start. Yeah, and it's, where it's you what you do it. with it. And, and if you're searching for it, if you want to look for it, it's there. The opportunities are there. It absolutely is. The other quick thing I wanted to mention is that we have a growth path for installers specifically where you can come in as an entry-level installer, no skills, you have to have the right culture, but no experience in windows and doors and start at 18 bucks an hour. And within nine months to a year, you could be on $26 an hour. Within a year after that, you could be on 30, 35 bucks an hour. So, you know, you want to talk about a place where you can grow quickly and, and learn your skills fast enough that you become worth more and more and more to our company is a great place to, to look for a, a decent paying job. Absolutely. You are one of the first guests, uh, Duncan, that I think has laid out the financials. I never really ask people, you know, because they change. You know, you, you might say it's X right now, and six months later it's going to be something else, you know, and the show's still posting, and you don't want to be held to it. But you very clearly put it out right now. And let's date stamp it today. <laughs> December seventh, twenty twenty three. It's, it's going to change. Hopefully, hopefully the, the, the it'll all go up for yeah. you know. Uh, it, it, it has in my lifetime. Yeah, it it'll continue to grow, but ha- having a, a a career path within your company, you know, laid out, is uh, something that I think is more and more attractive to young adults. Is like, you know, why should I work for you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know they. And they're a good cultural fit. They've got some drive, but they want to know what their future is. Yeah. You know, so when you can lay that out for them, you know, timelines, expectations, the benefits, you know, it's yeah. huge. I think a lot more younger people are looking for that kind of clarity. Yeah. Well, let me take it one step further. So we have very successfully taken window installers who have the right personality. And after several years of installing windows, turn them into salespeople who get a company car, another uniform, and a non-physically tiring job. So as they start to get older, they can be selling windows instead of installing them. Mm-hmm. We've also had people like that that have become managers. You know, our installers, the, the growth path for a window installer is, is you start out as a, an assistant. Soon, you, you know, within a year, you should be able to become a crew leader. And if you're a good crew leader over a certain amount of time, you ought to be coming, you ought to be able to become a project manager. So that, that takes it even further up the, up the tree. Yeah. So lots of opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear the, the clarity in that. 
Yeah. I think a lot more companies could uh, learn from that, Duncan. Yeah. And, and you, you are you guys hiring right now? Oh, we're always hiring. Perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I, I say that, and I don't mean that to be funny, but we are always looking for good people. Yeah. If you're a good person and you're the right fit for my company, I will find a job for you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. How, so. do they, how do they reach out? What's the best way to reach out? Newmanwindows.com is our website. Um, HR coordinator at newmanwindows.com is my HR person's email, or you can call us at, do you want to sing the jingle with me? Yes. Call 8777-NEWMAN. <laughs> I won't sing anymore because it'll be painful. But yeah, 877 newman N-E-W-M-A-N, uh, 760-438-8080, or 619-276-6500. Perfect. Boom. Love it. Love it. And like you said, you're, you're servicing, and it's not just in, uh, of course, we're right here in San Diego, but you're in OC. Like you said, you guys dip into the Riverside market yep. a little bit, and... Phoenix, if you're out there and we're coming and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're listening to this, he's coming as well. So yeah, getting ready to graduate in a couple high school in a couple of years. You got a job waiting for you. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So start it out now. If, you, if you're listening to this, you know, reach out, uh, talk to them and get all the information you can, because um, if it's a company that you want to work for, you want to definitely talk to uh, Newman Windows and Doors right here with Duncan. So. And all you moms and dads out there that know that you have a 16, right 17, there. 18, yeah. 19, 20, 22-year-old that is culturally a good, good kid that you've raised and you want them to have a good job, please send them our way. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming out right here. My right. pleasure. And uh, we appreciate it back. And then uh, right there, show them that book again one more time. If you guys want to get some inspiration, but written by Marissa Richards right there, Girls Who Build. Thanks for bringing that in. That's awesome. Great book. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. The Trades Podcast. I want to tell you about Sage IT Systems. I have personally met with Judy, who gave me the -the behind-the-scenes tour of how Sage IT Systems works and helps out their clients. They've been helping my construction company for a couple years with all the challenges of COVID, taking staff remote, server backup, everything a business needs from an IT company, Sage IT Systems has been doing for us. The support they're giving to the Trades Podcast is fantastic. I highly recommend Sage IT. If you need a review of your IT systems, please reach out to Judy. Her cell phone, 619-743-5870, or you can go to sage-it.com. That's S-A-G-E-I-T.com. Thank you so much for your support for the Trades Podcast.